Now back to the Matt Mosley Show on ESPN Central Texas. Here's Matt Mosley Show. Drake Toll alongside Mac Rhodes joining us, Baylor Director of Athletics right now. Mac, I just kind of, great to have you back. Um, I'm just kind of wondering about your feelings as UT comes in for the final time. Uh, is it melancholy? Is there a little sadness? One more chance to beat these guys? I mean, what what's kind of going through your mind as we get closer to kickoff tomorrow evening? Yeah, um, you know, I, I think, you know, Texas is always a game that uh, I think, you know, both sides, you know, have looked forward to playing. And so, you know, it's a little bit bittersweet that, um, you know, we're, we're not, you know, going to be playing them anymore, at least not in the, in the foreseeable future. Um, you know, um, that's, that's the, uh, the world we're living in right now when we think about college athletics and, you know, uh, conference realignment and, you know, matchups and, you know, uh, all of those things. So we, we have a long tradition of, of playing Texas. And, uh, so, you know, there's, there's a, I don't know. There, there's a, a part of me that will, will, uh, will miss it, and and then certainly there's a part of me that, um, man, it's time for them to move on. And um, <laughs> we're we're in a we're in a great conference, and uh, we'll we'll look forward to playing those that uh, that are in our our conference of of sixteen. It's been kind of nice though that Baylor's had UT's number in in recent years. Uh, in basketball, in football. Uh, I, I just think, Mag, it's been great for the fan base at times. Uh, no matter how they're doing, those just always feel great to the fan bases. And, and so I think we'll miss some of that. You know, but don't you sense that from the fan base? That's the part of it that's kind of, it's like we've been doing really well against them. Baylor has. That's, that's the tough part to kind of move on from in some ways. Yeah, no, I, I think you're right, Matt. You know, um, our our communications team gave me, you know, some information, you know, earlier in the week and, you know, was talking about over our last 75 meetings with Texas and, you know, in football, men's and women's basketball, we've won over 75% of those those meetings. And so it, it speaks to, you know, some of the success that we've been fortunate to, to have against against them. And, you know, obviously, you know, Saturday, tomorrow will be a, a really tall order. But, uh, you know, I think we'll be prepared to play and, um, you know, play the best game that we've played all, all season long. Mac, I was out at the Baylor Club today getting some lunch, and I strolled by a mannequin in a Baylor uniform that had one hand downward with two of the middle fingers sawed off. So just a, a keen little addition to the Baylor campus this week. Can you take credit for that? I have, I have no idea what you're talking about. So I, don't even, I don't even, I don't even know what that means. So well, no idea. Yeah. Next time you stroll in the Baylor club, there is a mannequin doing a horns down just in, uh, and it's up there for God and everybody to see. Yeah, no, I, I know exactly where it is. So we'll, uh, just, uh, you know that's that's part of the that's part of the fun and and part of the uh, part of the rivalry. That's great. Since the Texas State loss, what have you seen from this coaching staff and team that that leads you to believe that you could still have a solid season and turn things around? What what are what's kind of stood out to you 
because you have that access that not all of us have, and you have these meetings with the coaches. What what kind of uh, feeling have you gotten from from the talking to the coaches and just watching how they reacted over the the last couple of games? Yeah, I, I mean, I think it starts with you know the the, the coaching staff and and uh, and our players. Like you know, there's there's still a really strong belief that um, that we're a good football team that we we still have an opportunity to have a a really really good year. Um, nobody's pointing fingers. Um, I, I think that uh, there's a connectivity amongst the players. I think um, the the locker room is really really healthy. I think there's a connectivity amongst the, the, the coaches, you know, you look at practice, you know, practice is, you know, high energy. Um, when, when you talk to, to the NFL scouts that, that come and watch practice, they'll tell you that we practice, practice harder and with, with more energy than, than, uh, you know, the, the other teams that they, that they watch practice. And so you still see, you know, you still see all of that, you know, I think Utah, you know, the way we played against Utah and, you know, certainly they had their backup quarterback, but, but so did we. And, and, um, you know, in fact, that was, that was our backup quarterback's first, first start at a, at a power five level. And so we were able to, you know, play that one to, till the very end. Um, and then I think, you know, when you, when you, when you think about the future, you know, we've had 19 players make their first Baylor starts in, in the, in the first three games. And so that one recruiting class that, that we had after the Sugar Bowl, um, you're, you're seeing them play over all over the field. And I think we've cut some really uh, great young, young talent. And, uh, you know, against Texas State, we were, we were able to play a lot of, a lot of different players. So, I think there's a I think there's a lot of positive uh, positive signs for for us and uh, you know obviously again as I mentioned you know it's a it's a tall order you know this is probably you know the best Texas team that that will come into McLean Stadium since at least I've I've been at Baylor and uh, and so um, you know we're going to have to play our our best football and. Um, you know we're gonna we're gonna have to you know be really good obviously you know in all three phases so but uh, looking forward to it sold out you know our students unbelievable the most uh, or largest student draw in the in the history of McLean Stadium and so it should be a, a special night and a great environment. Mac, I've been so impressed with how well the players have still bought in despite the slow start. And, you know, Chris Del Conte came on the show earlier and said that Dave Aranda is a defensive, I think he said magician, mastermind, genius. And and listening to Dave on Monday just felt like he knows something that we all don't know, that, that he's got this, this game plan already built this week with an inside info on Texas to help this team win. Do you get that vibe around the office right now that, that Dave's whipping up some sort of scheme that might hit Texas in the mouth. Man, I, I, I'm hoping he is. No, he, um, <laughs> you know, Dave is, Dave is really, really, really good. Um, you know, he, he, you know, when, when people sometimes, you know, are, are critical maybe of, of what they think is, is a, is a lack of energy. It's, it's just Dave not getting on the roller coaster of the ups and downs. And, um, and he stays really measured and really, really focused. Um, you know, he is so good when it, when it comes to the, to the football and, you know, especially on the, on the defensive side and, and, you know, he'll have a, you know, between him and, and, and coach Powell, 
he'll have a, a, a game plan that uh, that will allow us to be, you know, certainly competitive in this in this game. When you think about, you know, just all of uh, Texas's weapons on on offense, so um, I think we've had a great week of practice. I think we've had a, a, a you know a great uh, prep um, by by our coaches, and uh, and we'll have a great game plan going going into the game. Is there any way to keep Longhorns fans out of our stadium? Uh, Mac, I was just thinking about people that invite people. I get mad when they're in a section we're in and they bring them in. And then when people with season tickets sell those tickets, I know there's only so much y'all can do, but um, it is, it's very maddening to me when I see it. Um, In past years, it hadn't been that big of a deal, has it? But uh, yeah, I'm worried because that's a front running crowd they're three they're number three in the country so they will try to invade things uh at mclean tomorrow i fear yeah no uh i i certainly appreciate the 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 question or the or the comment you know um that's that's hard to prevent you know if if our fans put put their tickets on the on the secondary market there's there's no way for us to to control that and so you know we we please with our with our fans not to not to do so if if you can't come then give them to to somebody that's gonna you know walk into the stadium you know rooting for for baylor you know wearing green and gold you know etc so um you know i i suspect that um you know texas will will have a fair amount um but i also think our our fans are going to show up and those that that have tickets, um, they'll they'll be in the uh, in the stands rep- representing us strong. You know, Mac, looking at this weekend and and one of the games that I schedule that the Pac-12 now down to two with Washington State and Oregon State this week. A lot of rumors drummed up about those two teams trying to make a way into a Power Five and where the Big Twelve sits with that. And I know that you've said, and Brett Yormark has said, hey, look, we. We're closed for business right now, but is there a scenario where those two teams are allowed into the conversation of the Big Twelve? Yeah, I mean, Greg, it's a, it's. A, I appreciate the question, and uh, you know, I, I think you know the adding the four was a was a heavy lift, and uh, and a lot of things had had to happen, right, in, including your your TV partners, and so I I think everybody you know, is, is probably, you know, in the, in the exhale mode, but, um, you know, that doesn't mean that, that in the, in the future, that there might not be opportunity that, that the big 12, you know, looks at, I think it's, um, there's a lot of moving pieces, you know, to it. And when you think about, you know, Washington state and Oregon state, you know, I, I will say definitively, they, they deserve to be, um, uh, a power five. And so I, I hate, you know, the way it, the way it played out for, for them, but they absolutely deserve to be uh power five. And, and you can see, you know, that this year and the way they're competing on the, on the, uh, on the gridiron. So, you know, what, what happens, I don't think it's, I don't think it's going to be anything here in the next, you know, three to six months, yeah. but um, you know, does something happen here in the future where, you know, the TV partners are going to have to be involved and, um, and, and be, and be part of that, that conversation, whether, whether it's the big 12 or, you know, for that matter, any, any other uh, conference, but um, you know, in today's man, today's, you know, uh, 
period of time that that we're in like i i will i will never say never and um and so you know i i think it it can always be a a, a possibility macros joining the matt mosley show espn central texas uh good job bringing colorado in mac i that, that was looking uh better than ever you knew dion was going to bring eyeballs but this has kind of blown everybody away. I don't think they knew he could flip it this quickly. Are are even you a little bit surprised when you see some of these numbers, whatever it is, 10 million viewers, and then know they're coming into our conference next next year? That has to catch. I mean, again, you knew Dion was Dion, but this is a different level than I think anybody anticipated. Yeah, no, no doubt. I don't think there's anybody, you know, that that would have predicted, you know, a, a Colorado, Colorado State game, late night game, drawn <laughs> drawn over nine nine million people, right? That that's that's unheard of. And so, um, I, I think that's, you know, probably has has surprised me most. Um, knew there would be great attention, but but maybe not to to that level. You know, I thought the football would be would be good. You know, the 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 two coordinators, you know, those are really good football coaches, really good football people. Um, and so, you know, what what I what I appreciate, at least looking from the outside in, what I appreciate about about Dion is is he's letting his staff coach and and do their thing, and and it certainly doesn't feel like again from the outside in that. Uh, He's he's trying to get get in the way of that, but um, you know it's a it's a great story. You know, obviously starting it off by by beating a, a, a TCU, but uh, you know they they've got some some tough matchups you know ahead of them. You know, obviously this weekend against Oregon, and so we'll uh, we'll see how long this this rides out. But um, mm-hmm. you know, I'm I'm certainly happy for Rick George and and for the for the Colorado program. You know, college football, just given their history, Colorado's history, college college football needs Colorado to be to be really good. And and by the way, the Big Twelve does as well. You know, Mac, talking about the thirty thousand foot view of college football, one of the big issues we've heard from coaches is the new clock changes. And now that we're a few weeks in, I've gotten to see it. The one thing that I take away is the the surplus of breaks in the game, commercial breaks, the play is down. From from a coach's perspective, we've heard all that, but from your perspective, a game day atmosphere and trying to keep fans engaged and everything that goes along with that, has there been an adjustment on your end as college football changed something that changes something that's so foundational? Yeah, you know, I, I appreciate that question. You know, it's it's um look, you know, it's it's a double edged sword, right? Because you know, um, you're, you're asking your, your TV media partners to, you know, spend more money in, in terms of the, right. the, uh, the TV deal and in, in order for them to spend more money, right. It, it requires more advertising, yeah. et cetera. Um, and so, you know, you, you remember that side of it, um, when you're living in the moment at the game and, you know, it's three minutes and 10 seconds on the timeout and, it seems like, um, you know, it, it, it happens more than, than it ever has, has happened before. Um, you know, it, it's a little bit frustrating, and I, I feel like it, it breaks the flow of the game a, a, a little bit. Now, you know, the, the overall number of spots haven't, haven't really, you know, uh, increased. But, uh, but, you know, again, like at the Utah 
for the Utah game, every everything was was three minutes, and so um, yeah, it's 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 hard to navigate. I think from a fan engagement standpoint, you know, how do you how do you keep you know everybody engaged for those three minutes, three minutes and and tech and ten seconds and 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 the frequency of it, and so. That's that's been something that that's been a, a, a conversation amongst you know our fan engagement staffs since this this past summer. At any of your other stops, have fans shown a similar interest level in uniform combinations? Mac, was this when you were at Missouri and Houston? Did you have folks that weighed in this much, um, or is this is this somewhat uh, a new thing? Yeah, I, I would say that uh, it, and unique is not a is not meant to be a, a bad word or, or negative, but but it's a it's a little bit unique here as as compared to maybe some of the some of the other other places. And so you know, look, I I get it. There was a you know a, a previous you know regime, the the Art Browse regime that that won a lot of games, and you know they 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 did a lot of different stuff with the with the uniforms and. You know, we've we've tried to be a little bit more traditional and really emphasize cool colors, green and gold. Um, you know, and and that was part of you know working with certainly Nike and and um, and you know their their expertise. And so we'll uh, we'll you know have some some fun in the future with with it. But um, I don't I don't know that we're we're ever going to go as far as our our fans want us to go. Mm. Mac. Uh... You know, I, I asked you this question in 2021 on November 7th. Never forget it. We were in the the bank, and you would we were taking media that day, and it was the week Baylor played Oklahoma, number four Oklahoma and McLean. And I said, Mac, if Baylor beats number four Oklahoma, can the students rush the field? And your response, I think, was something along the lines of, if Baylor beats Oklahoma, I'll be down there with them. Mac, if Baylor beats number three Texas in McLean Stadium on Saturday, do the students rush the field? Oh well, I'd be disappointed if they didn't. Let's just put it that. So it 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 should be a really really fun celebration, and we'll just make sure that uh, that we get Texas off the field safely. Yep. But uh, let's uh, let's have some fun on the field. All right, yeah, two runnings of the Baylor line. That would be good at the beginning and the end of the game. Absolutely. <laughs> hey, Mac, thank you. Really appreciate it. Very busy time. Look forward to seeing you out there at, at the game uh, tomorrow. Well, appreciate you both, and uh, look forward to seeing you all. And uh, thanks, for, thanks for having me on. You bet. There he goes, Mac Rhodes, Director of Athletics for Baylor University.